Welcome back to another edition of Her Brotherhood. I'm your host, Abby Bolt. Today we are talking with Janelle Pierre, who has a beautiful story about how she came to be in the military. She was living in New York and she found herself at 27, just not where she had planned to be. She wasn't as successful as she planned to be. She wasn't able to achieve the goals that she wanted to, and she had always dreamed of the military, begging her mother from the time she was 17, but mom kept saying no, but she finally was able to push past that and get her mother's blessing, move forward into the military, and her big passion has always been financial freedom and sharing those tips and just all of her knowledge with anyone she can, and she shares that with us today. So... With no further ado, please meet Janelle Pierre. So we're just gonna we're gonna jump right into this and see where in the world it goes. So right off the bat, just tell me who you are, what you're doing right now, and then we'll talk about where you came from. Okay, so me right now, my name is Janelle Pierre, and I am a personal finance coach slash counselor. I kindly refer to myself as a financial success coach because to me, financial success depends on the person. And what I would like to do with my program is allow you to hit your version of financial success, whatever that means to you. So that's what I lovingly refer to myself as. And um, where I am right now is that I'm finishing up my MBA. So I'm on a little tiny break until I get done this last semester, about five more weeks left. And then I'll jump right back into my full-time posting and looking for clients and all of that good stuff. So I am working, but I'm working kind of, sort (laughs) of. You're kind of double working. Yeah. Yeah. It was becoming so overwhelming kind of, juggle everything all at once because you know we women we think we're strong and we can do everything without right. <laughs> taking a break right ever. up till breakdown <laughs> oh absolutely so I had to take a little break from the working and just kind of finish up this last semester graduate and then jump right back into it well good yeah. now the reason though that so you're a financial person you're a student you're doing all this stuff but now let's back up and talk about why we have you on her brotherhood because you have a military background now tell me how and how you got involved in the military? Take me back to, uh, take me back all the way back to those days where you went and uh, started talking to a recruiter. Okay, so back in 2010, I was in a place where I like to call my struggle phase, and I was living and working in in uh, Queens, New York. Where I, well, that's where I'm from. I'm originally was born and raised in the Caribbean, but I migrated to New York as a teenager, as a very young teenager. And I was living and working in Queens, and I was barely making it. Like, I was seriously in that place in my life where it was just hard. After I paid rent, everything else, for me, my rent was most important because you don't want to be outside in the cold in New York ever. You know, so rent came first, and once that was done, I barely had anything left. So I was rationing food, rationing clothes, and I was just at that place where, oh my gosh, I wondered what was the purpose of my life? Why am I living if I have to live, you know, like this and this, um, in this type of, you know, just struggle way. And I was 27 at that time, 26, 27. So now I'm pushing 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, are my dreams ever going to come to pass? Like, 
Would I ever own a home? Would I ever be able to have children? Would I ever be able to take care of my children? What am I doing with my life? I'm almost 30. And I started like really thinking hard about what my next steps were. I had nothing at that time. I had nothing besides high school education. So, and I always wanted to have a master's degree. I always wanted to have a house. I wanted to buy my mom a house. And I just had all these big, huge dreams. And none of them were coming to pass at that time. I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. I slept on an air mattress for months, almost a year. I slept on an air mattress Wow! Um, in this little room that I rented from another family. So I was like, you know, the guest in the other room that, you know, was paying rent. And it was just like a really low point. And I just got tired and I'm like, okay, I need to do something. And the thing about the military was that it was twofold. One, I needed job stability and a way to pay for education. And two, I needed to be more disciplined and take care of myself. And I knew that if I joined the military, I would have that discipline. I would have to exercise. I would have to, you know, just because I understood that success came from strong habits. And to me, the military would give me that discipline to create those habits. So it was twofold. I would be you able felt like to have you needed to put yourself in a situation where you didn't have a decision every day. You were going to have to make those choices, do those moves that were going to project you into success. Yes. Now, what Absolutely. now doing and being who you were, what what did you see or what gave you that idea that, hey, that's what the military is about? Or that's like, where did you get that from? Where did you see it? The idea of the discipline part. Well, that's, you know, a lot of us, when we think of the military, that's the first thing that comes to mind, that discipline. You know, and, and back then, the, the first thing that came to mind was, oh, my gosh, I'm going to deploy and die, which I was totally <laughs> fine with. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you were at that. You were at a rough point. I, at that you point, were literally ready to just go throw yourself into war yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And that was better than where I was. For me, wow. that was better. If I deployed and if I died, that was better than being here, just struggling wow. the way that I was struggling and just being so incredibly at a low point, wow. you know. And um, I always wanted to do the military. So it's not just, it just wasn't the struggling portion. I always wanted to do the Air Force. And when I first, I actually, when I moved here, I moved here in, 2001, July of 2001, and then September 11th happened a couple weeks later. You were there? Oh, where were you? Yeah. Oh, you were there? I was actually in my grandmother's living room that morning, and we lived in Maryland at that time. I hadn't moved to New York yet. I was in Maryland, in Eastern Shore, Maryland, and I woke up, and I'm looking at the tape, and I'm like, what type of movie is this? You know, I was confused. I, I couldn't understand why would they show something like that so early in the morning. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this is real. And, you know, after that, all the commercials started, you know, really amping up for people to join the service. And I was 17 at the time. And I said, my mom, I said, mom, I really want to join the Air Force. I want to fly planes. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. My mom was like, no, nope, 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 nope. You're not doing it. Point blank, no. And so that's where it started way back in 2001 because to me that was exciting. I'm a dear well, now what was your mom? And, what was your mom saying no for? Was it she didn't want her little girl going and playing with guns? She didn't want her little girl going and getting beat up? Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the protective. Yeah. She know. didn't want me to go to war and die, basically. Yeah. Do you think you know, Do you think if it, you were her son, do you think she would have felt differently? Or she was the kind of mama where she's like, I want to mm-hmm. keep my baby safe. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. Either one of us, she wouldn't. I have yeah. two younger brothers. She wouldn't have wanted either the boy or girl. <laughs> and I, I'm the only girl. I'm the first child. So it was a bigger no than, <laughs> you know, for the boys. Right. But um, definitely 
she said no. And, you know, I respect my mom a lot. And if she says no, she doesn't feel good about something. I kind of go with that. And so I didn't do it. And for years, I still wanted to do it. It was still something. And at at the back of my head, I just wanted to do it. And I begged and begged and begged over the years. And then coming down to those last days, I was like, Mom, please just say yes. I'm really like, really where I am right now, I don't want to. Yeah, just give me a blessing to do this because I really, really, really want to do it now. I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I need to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And then she finally was like, okay, you're not going to shut up about it. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. And Go I protect was- our country. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay. And my best friend at the time had also, um, went ahead and signed up for the army. And so that was like my, my extra nudge. Cause now that I got the blessing from my mom, I needed that. Okay. Now it's real. Make it even more real. And my best friend, she had signed up with the army. Like I said, I wanted to do the air force, mm-hmm. but she had signed up with the army. So being my best friend, I had to me, I have to be there with you. I have to protect you. I have to go through this torture with okay, you. Okay, mama. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So I, forfeited the whole air force thing and i just went straight i said give me a recruiter's number i'm going to recruit because i'm not letting you do this alone and so i went to her recruiter and i signed up and i signed up in march i signed my contract in march of 2011 and when i signed that contract they said you're not leaving you can't leave until september of 2011 and i'm like are you sure there's Mm -hmm. nothing and is there nothing for two weeks because I'm ready to go like right now. (laughs) Sign me up. I brought my bags. Let's go. Right. I'm like, I have to like, all I have is this duffel bag of clothes and an air mattress. I could throw the air mattress in the trash and we could be on our way. I was like, no, you have to wait six months because all of, you know, the trainings are booked up. The only opening we have is in September. Wow. So I waited six months and then I left. September 11th was the day that I left. September 11, 2011 was the day that I left for basic training. Wow. That's, Wow. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Absolutely crazy. That's cool. Yeah, that is really, and that was actually three days after my 27th birthday. Wow. That's neat. Mm -hmm. So what were you thinking when you were signing up? Were you like, (laughs) were you a little bit nervous? Because when you're 18, 27 seems like really old, right? Because that's like way down there. So then were you, when you were 27, are you like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to boot camp with a bunch of 18 year olds. And then um, worried about that gap or how are you feeling about that? Um, I, my age at that point was more focused on, okay, I am this old and I have nothing. That's where it was. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm super late in starting, you know, that's where my thought process was my age. Mm-hmm. You were probably more mentally like committed than a lot of mm-hmm. 18, 19 year olds that come rolling out because they haven't yes. tasted that piece of life yet where they try to make it on their own and, Things weren't quite what they expected. Yes. And yeah. that's very much, I'm trying to put my computer on do not disturb and sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't no work. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Mentally, I was a little bit, a lot more mature. And also that's coming into my financial part of it was how I was able to find my passion for personal finance because I've already been through all this struggle. And with me wanting a house, I know I needed to have my finances in order in order to get a house. I was already working on credit, already, you know, just reading. I didn't have the money, but I was working on the knowledge. Yeah. So that worked to my advantage once I got in because now, you know, with the military, you have to stay within your rank structure. So even though I was up there in age, my rank structure, I was down there. Right. And so my friends were 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds. Wow. So 
that works to my advantage because here comes mama, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, making yeah. sure that all of her friends were on the same level with her mm-hmm. knowledge wise and, you know, helping them you to look at statements. And, yeah. And that is where that passion grew from me just helping them make wise financial decisions, kind of learn how to budget, kind of learn how to look Who would have thought that you would have gone into the military and become such a leader in that kind of way, like to go in there and and you're leading these people through financial thought processes and mindsets. And, you know, who would have ever thought that that's really great? I know. And like now that I'm so much older, I'm understanding and seeing now how everything works together. Everything works together. During that time that I was struggling, I didn't let go of my dreams. I never let go of them. Yes, I was worried and scared and, you know, all those different emotions. But the way that my brain works, is that that fear feeds me. I'm now, I have to defeat whatever that thing is that's keeping me back. And so me not giving up mentally, even though my physical surroundings, my physical environment was showing me one thing, in my mind I was seeing something else. So that kind of fed into me just learning, learning. And I would sit there and I would read and read and how to Hungry. build credit and how to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that hunger stayed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just an emotion. It wasn't just a physical thing. It was right. an actual real thing. Yeah. And so that was able to, now I was doing it for myself in the beginning, but then when I started teaching other people what I knew. Mm-hmm. Seeing those light, light people up. light up. Yeah. yeah. Now, what did yeah. you do like, oh, in the military? God. What did mm-hmm. you do in there? In the military, I was a cook. Okay. I worked in, yeah, I worked in the kitchen. I worked in, uh, they changed our name from food service while I was serving from food service specialist to culinary specialist. Because so I was a culinary that specialist. That is way cooler. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say is that you were culinary. Yeah, because that is way cooler. Yeah. That's great. Do you feel like mm-hmm. the skills that you learned in the military, besides all the structure and the discipline and all of that that came with it, do you feel like your culinary skills that you carry those forward? Yes. Yes and no. Because I learned so much about the kitchen. I already came in knowing how to cook, but I learned what I learned in the military as far as food is concerned. I learned, you know, like the little, the higher, sorry, not a little, but higher, um, the, all those little nice little plates and the decorative stuff. I did a little bit of all of those, uh-huh. but on a day-to-day basis, we more did the buffet style. And what that taught me is how to cook in big batches. Because my family is small. My mom has three kids. So when we cook, it's just, we cook So well. when they say like, and, it's enough to feed an army. Like that's what oh, you Oh yeah, learned. I know how to feel an army now <laughs> easily. <laughs> that's awesome. And where were you stationed? I was stationed, uh, my first duty station was Fort Stewart, Georgia. Mm-hmm. My second was Schofield Barracks in Hawaii. And my third was Fort Lee, Virginia. And I retired out of Fort Lee, Virginia. Wow, mm-hmm. cool. That's great. You got to take a little dance down in Hawaii too. That's awesome. Oh yeah, Hawaii was awesome. But oh my gosh, I worked so hard. Oh, I didn't get to enjoy it as much as you got to, had to work. Not as much, yeah. not as much. I worked around the clock. It was always, the up-tempo there was super high. So it was always go, 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 which was fun because I learned how to manage myself, my emotions, and just kind of like, just really grab onto the other skills. But at that time, like I said, at that time, you're not thinking of the things, you know, hindsight is 2020. So I'm looking back now, I see how I was able to really, hone in on my leadership skills and learn and grow and still do all the things that I wanted to do without just without the fun part. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so, that's really great. It's interesting. It's always interesting to hear what someone's story is and where they came up through. And 
And I love, I love your backstory of why you joined the military. That's, that's great. And I love that you're sharing that story. Now let's get back to what lights you up because every time you start talking about it, your eyes like go on fire. So let's bounce back to that. And I probably need to talk to you a lot more on this side because let's, let's face it, Abby could use some, you know, financial structure in her life. Um, oh my God. So that's what lit you up. That's what you were driven by and you realize that you could help other people. So you mm-hmm. have now made a career out of this. So you come out of the military and tell me how you how you grabbed a hold of this career and what it is that you're doing with other folks and how they can work with you. Okay, so like I said, working with my peers and sometimes older people, and then you know I started making connections everywhere, and I started just working with a couple different people. And so when they came back to me, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you know my credit score is 750. This is the first time ever, you know, just all these little things." And I would just light up inside because I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like it's better than." It, to me, when it happens to me, yeah. it's no big deal. Yeah. But when I'm able to help people save, like I had one of my most memorable clients was a young lady. I met her online, and she didn't know anything about budgeting, anything about credit. She was pretty in a pretty rough place, but she knew she wanted to do better. So she reached out to me and, you know, special snowflake syndrome. I'm the only one that doesn't know this, and I feel <laughs> bad. And I'm like, no, we were all there at one point in time or the, or the other. Yeah. And I sat there every week with her, and I, you know, I helped her repay all of the debt, helped her get caught up on her back rent that she was owing, wow. helped her raise her credit score, helped her choose proper credit cards, teach her how to use a credit card. You know, all of those different things. And, you know, just every time she sent me a progress report, I'll just light up. And so that's kind of where that that really resonated with me that, okay, when I get out of the military, this is what I am going to do. And so I ended up, my career ended up being cut short because I got hurt in Hawaii. I had a really terrible accident in Hawaii and I um, damaged my spine. So that kind of, I pushed and I pushed because, you know, I wanted to stay in Mm -hmm. and, I just couldn't do it anymore. The pain was too intense with, you know, trying to keep up with soldiering with a spinal injury. Yeah. So um, I ended up getting out last year, last summer. And after I went through that, that, that rough patch of, oh, my God, my career is over. I yeah, worked so hard. I worked what I did. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was really hard. I didn't think that it was going to be that hard. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. I've definitely never heard anybody say, you know, I came it's, when it's not what you were expect, like you weren't planning it. And even people that plan it, I've never heard anybody say like, Oh, I came out and I was fine. And yeah, whatever. Like it doesn't even matter if it's a bad reason, a good reason, a chosen reason that shock and loss of identity can really throw yeah. you for a loop, even though you have big plans, like what you had. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So you're fresh out. I mean, really matter. you're fresh out. That was just like last a year ago. You said. Yeah. I got out in July. My yeah. last, it was July 4th last year okay so i'm still kind of fresh but that that shock of me not being a soldier anymore right it hit me harder than i thought it would Mm -hmm. like i sunk down and i sat in the chair for like 60 days and did not do anything because who am i now what am i gonna do like i know i have all of this i'm still working on my degree but at that point in time i had a break um in semesters which is summer break and I wasn't due back in school until the last day in uh, in August. So I had all this time to just sit there and sulk. And I did that. I sat there <laughs> like I full on sulked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and the last job that I had in the military, I was an instructor. So now I'm teaching again my love, my passion. I'm teaching the new recruits how to do my job, how to take my place eventually. Yeah. You know, and so that was a lot of fun for me because I love to teach out anything that I know 
you know automatically if you're around me I just give you all of my energy in that way because I want to see you do good and not just good but better than me because then I know you that's a, really that's a much more rare trait than some people realize is a lot of people, the knowledge is power thing, and they're afraid to teach people to know what they know because they're afraid they're going to know it and then grow beyond it. And when someone like oh. you is proud of that, that's what real leaders are made of. Yeah, that's yes, great. I, it makes me so super happy. Do better than me. I always tell my clients, my soldiers, everyone, do better than me. Go further than I was yeah. able to go. You know, because that is what lights me up. That's what makes me That's really That's where you find proud. your pride, yeah. That's where my pride comes in. I don't care what I accomplish. If I help you to accomplish more than that, then that means the world to me, way more than what I have done for myself. And so after I got over that, I'm like, okay, school is getting ready to reopen now. This is my, I'm coming into my third semester on, in my master's degree program. And I'm like, okay, Jake, you cannot, go to school with this dark cloud. Like you can't do it. You have to snap out of this. You have to go back to school. You have to maintain your GPA. You know, we don't do failures. Right. Yep. <laughs> so I kind of make myself snap out of it a little bit. And then I um, decided to take my business, like really concentrate on it full time. So I hired a business coach Great. Um, to help me along the way. Cause I realized I couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I went back to school and now, like I said, I have five more weeks left before I graduate and now you know I had to take a small break because like I said my GPA is really important to me but I'm still like preparing behind the scenes doing a lot of things here and then still working with clients but just not on a much broader scale at this point right you're gonna be though you're gonna be doing a lot and so you were someone (laughs) you were someone who coached other people you coached and advised Mm -hmm. and then you found yourself in where you needed a coach and advisor. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. important to have. So the value in that, like you said, I just, you were very driven. You knew what you wanted to do, but you just needed a mentor and, and a coach to help yeah. you get yeah. through that. Yeah. And I think that's really great. Absolutely. And that's what you're doing for people financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, the coaching thing is twofold. One, you, you always have to go through the process before you can put someone else through it. If I didn't struggle, I can talk to people people who were struggling. If I didn't bring myself up and was able to get not only one house, but two, I can't talk to someone who's trying to get a house really and truly. I wouldn't feel like, uh, like I'm authentic and I'm giving you the right advice. I have to be able to go through what I'm trying to tell you to go through. So that's the one thing with the coaching. And two, no matter how much we know, there's someone that knows more. So I needed a coach to t- who's already been where I am to tell me, how do you get from point A to point B? To, to let me know that the thoughts that I have, they are okay, they are normal, and to push me past my comfort zone. Yeah, hold so you now accountable. I gone through, yes, I needed that accountability because, again, being re- in the military for almost for over eight years, I had that accountability always. No matter what leadership position I held, I had that accountability. Even if I was super good at my job, someone was still coming behind me to be like, okay, so I'm here. This is what you did right. This is what you need improvement on, always. So I had to do that for my business as well because there was no way that I can sit there and coach someone if I'm uncoachable. Right, no doubt. That's a preach that, sister. Yeah, Yeah, you can't coach someone if you're uncoachable, (laughs) period. That's a really great point. Yes, yep. Yeah. I like that. So I made myself coachable. I reached out for help, and I not only was I blessed with one coach, I was blessed with two. So I had two super awesome woman pushing me to be the best that I can be. And it has been such an amazing journey working with these two coaches. 
myself. And now I know how to, you know, bring my, my knowledge to my clients and help them achieve their best self. That's great. Now tell me on your website, I was checking out your website down in the bottom, there's that 10 minute budget book, right? Yeah. Tell me about that because I think everybody needs to go check that out. It looks like a really great tool. So tell me about that and how folks can get it. Oh, so the reason why I started with that 10 minute budget is because so many people have the wrong idea of what a budget is. When people think about budgeting or spending, um, spending plans is now where we refer to them as spending plans because people think budgeting, oh my gosh, diet. You know, they think of restrictions. They think of, you know, all of these things that they'll have to cut out. Top ramen. They're well, like, that's all I get to eat. Yeah. Oh no, I don't even want to talk about well, it. I can't do my nails. I can't have fun. I can't do anything with my life because I'm on a budget. But that's so wrong. That's, you know, it's such a misconception. A budget is simply you telling your money what you want it to do. You taking control of your money. So I made it super simple to follow along. It's something that you can digest in literally 10 minutes. And everything that you like, there is a column for it. There is a space for it. So if you like getting your hair done, your nails done, you don't have to cut any of those things out just because you're on a budget. So it's a 10-minute budget, and all you're doing is you're you're assigning every dollar uh, a a job. What do you want this money to do? Because my thought process with money has always been I work hard for my money. Even when I was only bringing in rent money, I was still working hard. And it makes no sense to work hard and then have nothing to show for it. Have nothing to show. So I love that. That's the reason why I chose that 10 minute budget. And I, in there I have space for, you know, I mostly work with women. Some men, yes, I do work with men at times, but I mostly work with women. And so I have the little things like nails and eating out and all of those things to show you that you can be on a budget Mm -hmm. and still maintain your same lifestyle. It's just that you're being more responsible with that money. So I encourage everyone to check it out. It's really super simple. You can digest it in 10 minutes or less, and you can just tell your money what you want it to do so that your money works for you instead of you working for your money. Yeah, I like that. Now, what's your website? It's fiherway.com, which means financialindependenceherway.com. I like that. That's a great one. That's so, God, I love the <laughs> yeah. smile on your face. I love that you're lit up. You know, who would have thought I that? It. I absolutely love it. Yeah. From where you came from, where you went, where what you're doing with it, and you're going and getting your master's. And I see mm-hmm. really, really bright things for you in your future. Thank I really you. Do. And I just want to point out that I, when I joined the military, like I said earlier, in case anyone missed it, I had nothing besides my high school diploma. I did my associate, my bachelor's, and then my, and one year of my master's while on active duty. Wow. Do not limit yourself. It was not easy. I mean, you're it wasn't busy. Easy. No wonder you didn't enjoy Hawaii. <laughs> you were studying. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone because, good. you know, I didn't want to wait until, because my age is, you know, how we women feel about our age. Mm-hmm. And I want to start a family. Life eventually, was so chunking I by. Like, yeah, yeah. So I had to like grab two things at once, work and school at the same time and, you know, now I'm almost complete. And so I'm really, so really happy. Cool. I'm proud that I was able to, to do that. So it's not impossible to do two mm. things at once. Now, where do you think you and would be if fire. you had still been sitting in New York and you didn't go and join? Oh, my gosh. So I think I would have been a, a nurse. Mm-hmm. Still impacting people's lives, but just in a different way. I love nursing. I, oh, that Nursing was my first passion. And I wanted to be a nurse since I was a little girl. But I couldn't afford it at all. I could not afford it. So maybe if I was still in New York, 
I might have found a way to eventually work my way up to being a nurse. Like, I don't know. But still, that feed yourself. Yeah, yeah. but that education still was, I wasn't working for enough money, one, and two, I couldn't afford to go to school. So who knows where I would have been because where was that money going to come from to go to school to become a nurse? Yeah, and the military made this all possible. That's really great. Now, what does your mama say now? Is she glad that she gave you the (laughs) blessing? What's her take on it? My mom is pretty proud of me. She really is. I bet. My mom had me at 18, and she raised me all on her own. So for her to look at her baby girl, you know, she got pregnant in high school with me and struggled really hard to take care of me. So for her to look at me now, she looks at me with pride, and she really loves the daughter she's raised that stays true to herself, to her being, to her authenticity, to everything, and not compromising. So she always used to get on me when I was little. Everyone doesn't have the same heart as you. You have to learn how to not expect people to treat you the way you treat them. And so she tells me the same thing today, but it's just who I am. And I love to see the good in people and I love to help. It's just who I am. So my mom is pretty proud. Yeah. Well, whatever influence she had on you, it looks like it was pretty amazing. So she should be really proud of the daughter that she's got. That's I do everything for her because I want her to be happy. I want her I know it's her responsibility to have a kid and raise that kid, but I just wanted her to know she didn't do it in vain. So everything that I do is for my mom. I really do love my parents. She is my everything. (laughs) So cool. Don't make me cry. We're talking about finance. Well, finances make me cry, but now, yeah. I know. I really do love my mom. That's so cool. (laughs) I hope she listens to this because that's really great. So Man, girl, this is so awesome. Thank you for being, <laughs> look at you, going, no choking up, right? We love our mamas and all, but yeah, you're, you sound like you got a really special one. I'm glad that she, I'm glad that she let go and she let you go to the military and let you spread your wings because it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Really, really great. Yeah. So Absolutely. you are doing big Thank things. You. you are doing, you're gonna, and I want to hear back from you when you finish your master's program and how you push forward. And if you need help reaching out to more people that need you, because I see you growing in big places, because like you said, Thank people you. need, people need a coach. Money can be difficult. And if you feel yes. shame surrounding it and man, just mm-hmm. you've oh, already gosh. made it feel way better and doable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's so much shame and guilt about money. And I just really want to change that. We don't know what we don't know. And because of that, we make the decisions that we make. We see our parents doing stuff and we don't understand why they do it with money. And we grow up with those same money mindsets. And, but we can change that money mindset into something healthier. So there's no need to be ashamed because no one taught your parents. There's no way your parents could have teach you. They could have taught you that. I learned that just because I chose to learn it, you know, and, I realized the importance of it because of the fact that I was struggling. But if I wasn't struggling, maybe I would have done the same thing that everybody else was doing, you know? So I just really want to change that whole thought process and the guilt and the shame that comes along with, oh my gosh, I I can't afford this. I can't afford that. My credit score is low. I don't have anything safe for retirement. I really want to change because it's not impossible. It's not. It's simple one or two little changes here and there or improvements here and there. And you know, you can be on your way to a really bright, financially successful future. Well, that's great. So everybody, please go check out fiherway.com. Go check out her 10-minute budget book. I'm going to put all that stuff in the show notes so it's really easy for you to get to. And get a hold of the knowledge that this girl has. And then grab a hold of her now because I think 
the more you move along, the less accessible you're going to be because you're going to be, but I oh, see yeah. you having a whole huge team. And <laughs> so grab her now and, and you I can say, I knew her when. Do you? Great. Yeah. It's one-on-one so you know that my time will be limited. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you guys better grab her before because I see it going big. And then you can always say, well, I knew her when, and she helped me when <laughs> I'm sure you already have a bunch of those just from being in the service. So that's really cool. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here with us on Her Brotherhood. And I look forward to learning more from you in the future. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, Just that whatever your dreams are, you can and will accomplish. You just have to believe. And I am here to help you in any way that I can. Great. Thank you, girl. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Today's episode of Her Brotherhood was brought to us by you because Her Brotherhood is actually supported by its followers. So if you guys would like to contribute and help keep Her Brotherhood alive and share these stories and experiences with anyone we possibly can, check out the show notes. We've got merch for sale now. We have shirts. We have all kinds of things that you can do to show your support. We have a place for you to donate. Become a Patreon. Check it out. You guys, thanks for being here really appreciate you. Now go out, do good, lead with fire.